Welcome to the Geek Psychology Podcast. This podcast comes from the Geek Psychology YouTube channel, where we use personality type and geek and gaming culture to help you play life better. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being you. And I hope you enjoy the show. In this video, we'll be talking about extroverted intuition, also known as NE, and what some of the standard characteristics of that function are, how it compares to other cognitive functions, some of the strengths and weaknesses, and some characters as well that use extroverted intuition to understand more about how the character processes and interacts with the world, and some of the things that you can do to avoid the pitfalls that come with extroverted intuition. Coming up. What's up, Legend? It's Sherman here from Geek Psychology, where I help geeks, gamers, and creatives to play life better by understanding their personality types. You can live a more fulfilling life on purpose, on quest, if you understand your personality type better, because everything starts with self-knowledge. And if you're an NP, you might be curious about extroverted intuition because it's a core component to your personality type. And if you're not an NP, it also helps to understand the different cognitive functions and use them as as problem-solving tools, as different perspectives that you can embrace to see the world differently so that you can take different actions. Because we all tend to be in the problems that we're in and maintaining those problems because we don't have enough perspectives to get out of our stuckness. So let's first give a definition of extroverted intuition. So it's a perceiving function. Perceiving functions are how you perceive the world, how you take in information, and it's specifically intuition. Intuition is speculation. It's taking the idea realm of things and using that as a way of understanding more. So it's not focused on the sensory realm, but it's what could this be? Where could this be going? What could happen from this? What if these two things are connected? And it's extroverted. So I call that offensive, as in it's forward focused, it's broad, it's focused on breadth, time feedback. And so you put this offensive style with intuition, and you get someone who is into brainstorming, capturing new ideas, speculation, quick, rapid fire. What could happen? What if I do this? What if I do this? What if I take this thing and take this thing, mash them together? What could emerge out of that? There's a big sense of joy that comes from exploring and following new ideas as they unfold into idea space. And because of that pure desire and drive, that idea generation battery that comes with extroverted intuition, well, we are naturally a bit more excitable. There also is a lot of optimism with it if used correctly, because you can see so many different possibilities for how things can work out. And if it's honed, if it's trained in the right way, that is extremely motivating because you can constantly just follow a new thread into what could happen and how you could change your life because of this one simple idea and what could that lead to and it just goes on and on it's such a wonderful feeling and so this is the dominant function for the ENP types so ENFP and ENTP and this is the auxiliary function for the INFP and INTP types so those are the the four different types that are going to use this cognitive function hopefully more often and hopefully with a bit more skill developed in it because it's extremely important to how their psyche is functioning. 
As a character, I call extroverted intuition the innovating explorer, and it's very fast-paced, high energy, quite bouncy, moving around a lot. It loves to explore new ideas, loves to brainstorm, loves to innovate, put things together in different ways. And with that comes a really high, kind of bubbly type energy. According to Carl Jung, he says that people with NE are always present where possibilities exist. He has a keen nose for things in the bud, pregnant with future promise. I love that quote. That just makes me so excited to be an NP. Always seeking new possibilities, what could happen, and knowing that there is some sort of future promise for how things could develop, hopefully in a positive way. So some of the strengths that come with extroverted intuition are the ability to generate new options. One of the biggest issues that a lot of people have is that they feel stuck and they can't think outside of the box because that's where we get out of our comfort zone and that's where all the treasures and joy that we could have in our future life exist. I'm fully about developing your own skill set and developing family relationships and things like that too. But most of the time in life, we struggle because the treasures that we want are outside of the starting zone. And we're afraid of leaving that comfort zone. And the explorer loves to do that. Right? And we all have our own differences and our own struggles with where the dragons are within us. You know, extroverts, the dragons are inward. That's where all like a lot of the scary thoughts are, the scary feelings and things. And for introverts, it's outside of us. The, the dragons and the scary stuff's out there. So as an INFP myself, I know I need to get out into the world to explore more because that's where all the juicy possibilities are. And extroverted intuition loves to play with that. It loves to mess with things, to poke the bear in the nose, <laughs> to just see what would happen. If you said this thing in this context, how is the person going to respond? What could come from there? What story could evolve from it? And so in your career, if you're an NP, you're going to want to position yourself into a place where you have the freedom to explore. You have the freedom to innovate, to shake things up a bit. Um, and so in like copywriting and marketing, that could be a really good thing in art, possibly as well in sales, maybe because you get to play around with the possibilities of what somebody could say and adapt to that. And a lot of times entertainment is where NPs kind of gravitate towards too. And a lot of that comes from the ability to create change. If you're in a regimented profession where you need to sit down at a desk all day and flip through papers. <laughs> I just started getting shivers because of thinking about it. It's probably going to kill you inside. <laughs> it's going to feel horrible because there's not enough variety and not enough change and options. So you want to be somewhere, maybe a journalist or something like that, some profession where you can move around, you can interact with the world and delve into those unfolding stories as they come up. And as you might be able to guess, some of the pitfalls, some of the weaknesses that come from extroverted intuition about being so spontaneous and exploratory is stability, that grounding side of the polarity, not wanting to be in the same place all the time, struggling to settle down is a huge 
issue for a lot of NPs because that's not where the fun is. That's not where the excitement is. That's not where they get flow, not from calming down and being in the same place. It's new possibilities, new options. And connected to Dr. Dario Nardi's brain research, he showed that within the EEG brain scans that the extroverted intuitive's brains are constantly lighting up and pinging different areas to find novel connections. And so with that comes this really high energy, exploratory, idea-focused joy. And also a creative hangover can often come from that too, because you're constantly lighting up all these different areas of your brain. And it can be exhausting sometimes, especially if you don't have a, a structure or some sort of box to contain that. And so that brings us to one of the ways that you can manage that disadvantage of extroverted intuition is to have some sort of container, some sort of sandbox to play in. And it might feel restrictive. I know it does. But to have a container for it, a time limit, perhaps, some sort of restraints, Ugh, the word restraint, I know is not very good, some sort of, again, container, so that you can play within there. And you can enjoy all the different possibilities in there without continuing to bounce around all over the place. It's a kind of a way of like, refining your expertise within that one category. And it could be with an art or whatever your interest is, but you know, have a couple sandboxes that you constantly go play in, build some cool stuff, and then you can move on to one of the other tried and trusty sandboxes that you enjoy without exploring everything that life has to offer. And I know that might sound appealing, but it's going to spread you too thin. So some characters and superheroes that use extroverted intuition are Peter Parker, Spider-Man, Harley Quinn, Mobius from Loki, Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel, Jinx from Arcane, Aang from Avatar, Tony Stark, Iron Man, The Joker, Wade Wilson, Deadpool, Scott Lang, Ant-Man, Princess Shuri from Black Panther, Rick Sanchez from Rick and Morty, and Captain Jack Sparrow. So these, all of these characters, and some are ENFPs, some are ENTPs, they all have this exploratory, a little bit kind of head in the clouds, a little bit creative and seeking new possibilities type vibe to them. They're not necessarily grounded in reality and taking the proper steps forward and checking and measuring things. They're more, you know, possibilities focused. So let's compare extroverted intuition with some of the other cognitive functions that it's usually compared to. And, you know, people wonder, like, am I this type or this type? Well, hopefully this section will help you out with that. So extroverted intuition compared with extroverted sensing. I call both of these vanguards. They're both extroverted perceiving functions. So they're offensive. They're out in the world, getting real-time feedback. They're scouting, moving around. But extroverted intuition is about idea space and extroverted sensing is about the experiential space. So extroverted intuition, as we've talked about, is that brainstorming, connecting how different ideas could spawn out new ideas. And extroverted sensing is like how each moment is creating a new moment. And being present in the senses is the way of connecting extroverted sensing, what I call the engaging adventurer, to the real grounded present reality. Extroverted intuition, the innovating explorer, is not really 
connected to any time. It's kind of out of time. It goes back to the past. It goes laterally quite often. Like, how do I explain lateral thinking? It's like if you were trying to solve a marketing problem and you are thinking about, okay, the marketing space and you need to learn these certain skills, but then you kind of step laterally to gardening or your car and you're wondering, what does this have to do with this? And how could this solve this other problem? Okay, that's the lateral thinking that extroverted intuition often does. Extroverted sensing is what is here in my environment present around me that I can use to solve the problem, to embrace life more, to delve into what it means to be alive and present in the moment with all my sensory skills. Okay, so they're very different in terms of what they're doing, but they're both gaining information in real time to understand reality or some slice of reality better. And so how does it compare to introverted intuition? Well, again, this is the ideas domain, intuition, speculation, ideas, connecting the dots, pattern recognition, and yet Extroverted intuition, remember, is offensive. It's in the outer world. It's faster paced, breadth focused. Introverted intuition, what I call the visioning mystic, is focused. It's narrowing in on reality and where it's going. It's the probable direction that reality is going, as opposed to the possible directions that time and reality could go. Okay, so introverted intuition, the mystic, compared with extroverted intuition, the explorer, well, the mystic is going to reframe ideas, reframe how we're thinking about something. Is this really the right way of going about it? Why are we thinking about it this way? Where did this thought process come from? It's looking at how your mind is forming ideas. It's more depth focused because it's defensive, it's introverted, it takes a longer route through the brain. Okay, it's going down more narrow as opposed to out and explosive, which is a great word for extroverted intuition. So why is it important to understand extroverted intuition in the first place? Well, if you have more holistic access and better intrapersonal connection to this character, this explorer within your psyche, then you're able to more rapidly pounce on new possibilities and new ideas as they come. In social situations, you can kind of set an intention of like, well, I want to talk about this. How can I get this person to be talking about this thing that I like to talk about? Because, you know, we want to talk about what's interesting to us. Well, you can kind of plant that seed and let your NE, let the explorer kind of weave and navigate around to that destination point. I personally feel that lateral thinking is one of the best things that we can do for problem solving. One recommendation that I use within the Path of Heroes Academy is essentially the whole academy is about designing different characters based off the cognitive functions that you can ask questions to, that you can use as a reference. How would they solve this problem? And they're all parts of you. So you can solve the problem because you can think of a person who can solve the problem because that part is already within you. My mind just kind of <laughs> exploded a little bit. So if you can do that intentionally and you can think from different angles, you can team attack any problem within your life. You can also support other people who are having issues with 
being stuck or too narrowly focused tunnel vision on one option only. Well, you can say, well, what about this? What if this happened? You know, and just get them to shake things loose a little bit. Most of the problems that we have, again, are because we have too narrowly focused our thoughts on one solution, or there's only one option here. And the more that you can think differently about that, the more joy you can have in life because you can start solving bigger and better problems with your life. So some tips for developing extroverted intuition is, first of all, to get a variety of new experiences, not experiences for the sake of the present kinesthetic sensory experience, but different contexts. If you come to Japan, well, you're going to learn a different kind of culture, a different way of interacting with the world. And then you go to another country and you learn their different contextual way of engaging in life. And you can then piece those together when you need them in order to live a different style of life. So put yourself into different contexts. Even if it's, you know, you're just in your, your local town or something like that, try different foods, go to different restaurants, go to different clubs or events, different organizations, talk to different people, hear their story, because then you can take those and you can like use them as life fodder for different stories and problem solving techniques and possibilities. One simple, possibly simple activity that you can do is take an item and say, what are the hundred different possible uses for this item? It could be a pen, it could be a water bottle, it could be a microphone, whatever it is. Just look around, find something and just list out all the different ways that you could use it, all the different ways that it could solve a problem, perhaps what it knows, what does this item know about solving this problem? It's such a kind of mind opening activity in a lot of ways. And how do you balance extroverted intuition with introverted sensing? So those are polar opposites, but they're tied in the same dichotomy. So when you are doing extroverted intuition stuff, you're actually also likely bringing along introverted sensing stuff too. Introverted sensing, I call the stabilizing guardian, extroverted intuition, the innovating explorer. There's always some sort of connection to the past with any idea, any innovation that is happening. It's always, well, this thing was already invented. It's already there. And then we're just springboarding off of that. The problem is when we have lack of balance, when we go too far in one direction, when we're exploring too often, too many ideas with no frame around it, no boundary or container for it, then we just go everywhere. So it helps to link it back to the past, link it back to what you already know. How did some other authority already solve this problem? Whether it's in the same domain or the same schema, a different schema, a different area of life, how was it already solved in some other way? So if you think about that, then you can take somebody else's hard work and apply it to your own situation instead of reinventing the wheel all the time, which NPs love to do. I've solved pretty much every problem in my life and business and relationship thousands of times. But then when it comes time to actually implement it, it's usually forgotten. And I think of a new, a new way. And that's the implementation often comes from introverted sensing. 
my way of doing this is to build better intrapersonal rapport with that character. So start finding ways of appreciating that slower, calmer, meticulous aspect of yourself. When is it good? When is it the right character for the job? And honor it, you know, respect it. Give it a hug, give it a pat on the back. I bring out my introverted sensing, my guardian when I'm washing the dishes because it wants to be there. It's the one that's okay with this repetitive task, that's okay with going into reverie and thinking about the past and thinking about experiences and things like that as it's washing dishes. So finding times to use those characters and let them come up into the forefront, become executive as it's called within ego states work and appreciate it. And one last thing that you can do to bring in more introverted sensing into your life, especially if you're an NP, is to focus on gratitude. And in the way that I'm talking about this, it's to recap the day, review, recall the day, and think of those small moments that were good throughout the day. Okay, so it's like reflective gratitude. What were the small little things that happen and narrow in, revivify it, so get as clear with the details as you can of what happened, that small little narrowed focus of the experience, the shot, the movie of my daughter's smile when we were playing a game, you know, and just capture that and appreciate that and know that you are creating an abundance of those by exploring new contexts. It's just a matter of reflecting over them as well. So again, as an overview here, extroverted intuition, it's a perceiving function. So it's how you gather information, how you take in data. And it is intuition. Intuition is about connecting the dots, pattern recognition, speculation. It's the ideas domain of life. And it is offensive. It's extroverted. So it's in the outer world. It's connecting things outside of yourself, faster feedback, faster paced, more breadth focused. It's like sharing memes. You know, you get a meme and you change the text and you pass it to someone else and then they laugh at it and they change it and they pass it to someone else. That's what extroverted intuition is constantly doing with ideas and brainstorming and passing them around. Remember that some of the benefits that come with extroverted intuition are that optimistic way of life, the ability to see possibilities everywhere and see potential in so many different things. But with that comes the weakness of being spread too thin, of seeking too many options, of not being able to finish things on time because we get so distracted, falling in love with all these different ideas that we're having. Finding a way to limit that through having clear objectives, shorter term goals that you can pour all of your passion and energy into and then finish and then go on to the next one is going to be one way of hacking that process. And if you like the way that I'm explaining these, if it resonates with you and you want to create some characters for yourself, for these different parts of your psyche that you can use to reference, to talk to, to create stories from, to have an internal set of counselors, a fellowship, a questing party within your own psyche, then join the Path of Heroes Academy, poha.geekpsychology.com, and I'll see you inside. It's been great having the cohort together and creating these new characters together, working on workshops and learning about ourselves and applying that to real life problem solving so that we can live better lives. 
So I hope to see you inside. Good luck, have fun. Peace. Thanks for listening, and I hope you got something out of it. I know that by listening to this podcast, it means that you're ready to take your life to the next level, and I'm so excited to help you do it. Whether you're struggling with anxiety, lack of motivation, or you're just looking for your spark and purpose, I have many courses and a one-on-one coaching service available to you to help you get out of your own way and be happy. So head on over to geekpsychology.com to get started. See you there.